Hello everyone and welcome to my first ever podcast. My name is Anna and today we will be talking about how performing physical activity is very beneficial to our brain. There are so many benefits of it and I will be going over some of it today. First off, let's define what physical activity is because it can often be mixed up with the word exercise. I am sure a lot of listeners are thinking right now, isn't the word physical activity and exercising the same thing? That is actually what I thought too in the beginning, but it's actually not the case. Physical activity is any bodily movements produced by the contraction of skeletal muscles that results in an increase in caloric requirements over resting energy expenditure. While exercise is a type of physical activity that is planned, structured, repetitive bodily movements that are done to improve and or maintain physical fitness. A very simple way to determine if you are performing physical activity or an exercise is by asking yourself these questions. Am I doing this because I'm trying to improve my physical fitness or health? If yes, then you are performing physical activity. Or, do I plan to do this consistently from week to week or even day to day? If yes, then you are exercising. Now, back to the topic for today. I am sure we all know that performing physical activity is very beneficial to our health and our body. Whether it is you want to manage your weight, strengthening your muscles or bones, or lower your risk of many chronic diseases, These are all positive effects on our body, but how about its effects on our brain? You probably didn't realize that when you are performing physical activity, like when you're going out for a run, going out for a swim, for a hike, or even dancing, all of these things can also not only affect your body, but will also positively affect our brain's health and can give our brain a workout too. It is very beneficial to many areas of our brain and even our brain structure. Did you know that performing physical activity can increase the volume of certain areas of our brain? You think I'm joking? I'm not. If you want to find out more, then keep on listening. Physical inactivity is very common in today's society. A lot of adults and children are living a more sedentary lifestyle, which can lead to a whole bunch of health problems like having an increased risk for obesity, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, and coronary heart diseases. Recent studies suggest that the younger generation right now may live a less healthy and live a shorter life than their older generations. A sedentary lifestyle not only affects physical health, but can affect cognitive and brain health too. Not performing an adequate amount of physical activity several times a week can lead to a decline in academic achievement, cognitive abilities, brain structure, and brain function. Now, I just want to give everyone an outline of what I will be talking about today. There are going to be seven topics. We will be seeing how performing physical activity can prevent frailty as we age, which is the first item. The second item is how it can prevent our working memory from declining. The third item is that it can improve our cognitive performance. The fourth item is how our brain has the ability to be amendable. The fifth item is that it can increase our brain volume. The sixth item is that it can increase the volumes of gray and white matter. And lastly, the seventh item, which is how you can reduce the risk of Alzheimer's disease. As I talk about these seven items, I will also be incorporating a variety of studies to prove my point. Now, let's talk about the first topic, which is frailty. I am sure we all know that as we age, it is very common to become frail, which is gradually becoming weaker and weaker. It is highly prevalent in elderlies and there is a higher risk for falls, disabilities, hospitalization, a need for long-term care, and even mortality. Performing physical activity can help prevent frailty in older adults. There are three studies that I want to share with you now. In the first study, they followed 2,964 older adults for five years to determine the relationship between physical activity and the risk of becoming frail. 
They found that individuals who regularly performed physical activity were less likely to develop frailty within a five-year period than those who live a sedentary lifestyle. In the second study, it looked for the impact of a three-month physical training program in 77 individuals who are frail and are aged 75 and up. They found that performing physical activity two times a day can improve balance and lower extremity muscle strength, while performing strength training two times a week can improve psychological well-being. In the third study, they had older adults who are frail perform training over three months, and the individuals had a huge improvement in both physical capacity and cognitive performance. Now, moving on to our second topic, which is how to prevent our working memory from declining. Our working memory, which is the ability to maintain and consciously manipulate information and the ability to allow us to work with new and old information to help us learn and perform any kind of task, is also very sensitive to aging. It is one of our brain's executive functions, which is our ability to hold on to new information and to be able to use that information on other future tasks. It is also our ability to reason, problem solve, social inhibition, planning, and execution. You can think of our working memory like a sticky note. It has some sort of information on it that we need to work on, and perhaps connect that information to information that we already know. Our working memory isn't just for short-term storage. It can help the brain organize this information into our long-term storage. Performing physical activity can improve blood flow and oxygen to our brain, which positively affects our thinking and memory. It can stimulate chemical changes in the brain that can enhance learning, mood, and thinking, which can protect our memory and thinking skills. Those who perform physical activity can lead to a greater volume in the prefrontal cortex and the medial temporal cortex. Now, moving on to our third topic, which is how to improve our cognitive performance. Also, as we age, our cognitive performance declines when we perform cognitive tasks that require a variety of perceptual processes and cognitive processes. Perceptual processes are when we interpret sensory stimulus that's happening in the world based on our own knowledge, thoughts, and past experiences. Cognitive processes include thinking, knowing, remembering, judging, and problem-solving. With these processes declining, it is also associated with the loss of white matter integrity, which I will talk more about later. I will now share with you three studies. The first study found that older adults who participate in physical activity have a less cognitive decline when they did a follow-up checkup for two years later and also 10 years later. The second study found that performing any type of physical activity for two and a half years will also contribute to a lesser cognitive decline. This is even more notable with individuals who are engaging in vigorous activities more than once a week. The third study observed individuals who are aged 75 to 78 found that performing aerobic training for 12 weeks led to enhanced performance in executive control and increased heart rate variability, which shows that aerobic exercise is an important cardiac and brain protective factor as people age. Being more physically active, especially as a teenager, is very beneficial for cognitive performance in late adulthood. Performing in higher physical activity levels, which is just a greater amount of physical activity, will not only improve cognitive performance, but will also increase neural efficiency and activate certain areas and connectivity levels in the brain. Some areas of the brain that it affects are the hippocampus, which is generally associated with memory, the cingulate regions, which is the limbic system that is involved with emotion formation and processing, learning, and memory, 
the frontal lobe, which is responsible for our voluntary movement, expressive language, and our executive functions, the temporal lobe, which is commonly associated with processing auditory information and encoding memory, and lastly, the parietal lobe, which is responsible for movement and the sense of touch during cognitively challenging tasks. However, the effects of physical activity on the brain and on our cognition is not consistent. Certain areas of the brain and cognitive domains are more consistently influenced by physical activity. The effects of physical activity affects a host of different pathways that are involved in cognitive enhancement. Moving on to our fourth topic, which is how our brain can be amendable. Did you know that the cells and molecules in a brain can be modified if you are in an enriched environment? Physical activity promotes the brain's plasticity or neuroplasticity. No, the brain is not made up of plastic. It actually has nothing to do with plastic. It just means that the brain has the ability to change and adapt to new experiences. It also stimulates the growth of new connections between cells in many important areas of the brain. It also the growth of new vessels in the brain, and even has the new brain cells survive longer. There was a study made where they kept rodents in housed, impoverished cages and rodents in enriched cages. They found that the rodents in both subject groups were shown to have very different neurobiology from each other. The rodents in the enriched cages had an enhanced learning and memory, and having access to a running wheel helped a lot in their enhancements. Now, what does this have to do with humans, you may ask? Our brains are similar to the rodent in that they are very moldable, malleable, and can change with the environment we are in or with our experiences. There is promising evidence that performing a moderate amount of moderate intensity physical activity can be very beneficial to our brain's ability to be moldable, which results in an improved cognitive performance, better academic achievement, and reduced risk for dementia. I will also be discussing more about dementia later, or more specifically, Alzheimer's disease. Moving on to our fifth topic, which is how we can increase our brain volume. Physical activity is inversely related to brain atrophy, which normally happens in older adults and leads to a cognitive decline. It can change the hippocampus structure, increase brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is making instructions in making a protein that plays a role in growth, maturation of the brain, and maintaining these cells. Increases insulin-like growth factor, which promotes normal bone and tissue growth and development. And increased neurogenesis in the dentate gyrus, which plays a critical role in our memory and learning. More specifically, performing higher levels of aerobic fitness can increase the hippocampal volume and have a better performance on spatial memory task, which is our ability to remember different locations as well as the spatial relations between objects. Performing physical activity and having an education, or even better, a higher education level, is associated with a greater brain tissue volume. You can get about 2 to 2.5% more brain tissue per quintal of physical activity. There was a study made that showed that performing exercise training, such as resistant training, can benefit cognition. This study looked at 62 individuals who were aged 65 to 75 years old. They performed either three times a week of moderate or high-intensity resistant training over six months. It showed an improvement in memory performance and ability to reason verbally, or verbal concept formation. As for how to increase the volume of both the left and right sides of the hippocampus and to have a better special spatial memory, you need to perform higher fitness levels. 
moving on to the sixth topic, which is how we can increase our gray and white volume. Our brain has two regions called the gray matter and the white matter. The gray matter is found on the surface and the white matter is buried deep into the brain. I am going to share with you now what these regions do and it will make a lot of sense on why the gray matter is found on the surface and why the white matter is found deep in the brain. The gray matter is involved in muscle control and sensory perception, such as seeing, hearing, emotions, decision making, and self-control, while the white matter affects learning and brain functions and relays and coordinates the communication between different areas of the brain. As you can see, it makes sense that muscle controls and sensory perception, hence the gray matter, is found on the surface and the communications that happens in the brain are found deep in the brain, hence the white matter. Performing higher aerobic fitness levels or again just greater amounts of physical activity leads to a reduced loss of gray matter and white matter volume which affects several areas in the brain like the frontal cortex, hippocampus, and caudate nucleus in older adults. This can also reduce the risk of cognitive impairments. There was a study made where older adults who performed physical activity from 6 months to a year have found that they had an increase in volumes in both the frontal cortex and the hippocampus which is more associated with gray matter. As for the white matter, there is convincing evidence that performing higher cardiorespiratory fitness levels and physical activity leads to a greater white matter volume, which greatly affects the frontal and, and subcortical areas. There was another study that found that performing aerobic exercise training can preserve gray matter and improve mental health, which can reduce depression, anxiety, chronic stress, and it can improve self-efficacy. Now moving on to our seventh topic, which is the last topic, and it is how we can reduce our risk of Alzheimer's disease. I am sure you've all heard of what Alzheimer's disease is, or maybe even know a family member who is diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. It is the most common type of dementia, and it is a very sad and progressive disease, meaning that the symptoms will gradually worsen as you age. The brain cells and its connections degenerate and die, and there is currently no cure that exists, but taking medication and doing management strategies can temporarily improve these symptoms or lessen the rate of the symptoms worsening. As this disease progresses, some difficulties that these individuals may experience are a significant memory loss, a loss of cognitive difficulties, they can easily get lost, experience confusion, they will repeat the same thing over and over again, they will take a longer time to complete a normal daily task, and their personality and behavior can change. Performing cardiorespiratory fitness and having better sleep is associated with a lower risk of dementia. Unfortunately, I got to experience this firsthand with my grandma who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease and it actually just passed away last year. I just wanted to note that her passing was not due to Alzheimer's disease, she had other underlying health conditions too. I always felt very hopeless because I know there hasn't been any success in curing this disease, but even knowing that, I still continued to put a smile on my face whenever I had visited her. Throughout the years, I noticed my grandma's symptoms gradually getting worse and worse. She experienced all of the difficulties that I had mentioned earlier, except for getting lost. Thankfully, there was always a family member with her at all times, or there were a lot of medical professionals around when she was staying at the healthcare center. In the beginning, she still remembered who I was, what my name is, and who my father is, which is her oldest son, but sadly, as time went on, she failed to recall any of that. My mother would always purposely ask her who I was even before her symptoms worsened, and she was able to say my name. It was definitely very sad and heartbreaking when she wasn't able to do that anymore. According to the Alzheimer's Association, which is a non-profit association, 
there is a 13% chance that someone aged 65 and older is diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease, while there is a 43% chance of someone aged 85 and older who is diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Fortunately, there have been many studies made that performing physical activity can significantly reduce the risk of developing Alzheimer's disease, so maybe there is hope after all? I now have three studies that I wanted to share with everyone. The first study compared 198 individuals who were diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment to 1,126 individuals with normal cognition. They found that the individuals aged 40 to 65 who performed a moderate physical activity level have a 39% lower risk of having mild cognitive impairments later in life. As for individuals over 65 years old who performed moderate physical activity levels have a 32% lower risk of mild cognitive impairment. The second study found that individuals who performed a higher fitness level who had an early diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease are associated with less brain atrophy, which means that they have a larger brain volume. I am not sure if you all know this, but individuals with Alzheimer's disease has a risk of their brain shrinking, or in other words, atrophy. It is due to the neurons being injured and dying, and because of that, the connections between the neurons network can break down, and so performing at a higher fitness level can reduce the risk of this happening. The third study found that individuals who are physically active are less likely to develop dementia later on in life. This study, which spanned out to about six years, followed 1,740 individuals who were older than 65 years old and without any cognitive impairment. They reported a reduced dementia incidence for those that exercised three or more times a week versus those who exercised less than three times a week. This study demonstrated a 32% reduced risk for dementia. As you can see, performing physical activity has so many benefits to our brain, from reducing the risk of frailty, to reducing the risk of our working memory from declining, to improving our cognitive performance, to how our brain can be amended, and to increasing our brain volume, and to increasing our gray and white matter volume, and lastly, to reduce our risk of Alzheimer's disease. There is still so much more information out there that it is impossible to fit into today's podcast. I mean, I guess it could be possible, but you guys will just be listening to me talk for hours and hours. I will spare everyone's time by not doing that, and of course, you guys can all take a look at other benefits and do your own research on how physical activity can positively affect our brain on your own time if you want. There was definitely a lot of information that I had shared today, and you probably don't remember every single thing I've said, which is totally understandable because, well, there was a lot. The one thing I want everyone to take away from this podcast is to get up and get your body moving. Go and participate in physical activity several times a week, and you can make it more fun by asking your family, your friend, and your loved ones to join you. It can benefit both you and them. Or, I mean, you can definitely go by yourself too. Just as long as you are performing moderate and high-intensity physical activity levels several times a week, you will be healthy physically and have a healthy brain. And that's it for today's podcast. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for listening until the end. I hope you all enjoyed my podcast today and hope that you guys all learned a lot. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Goodbye. I just wanted to thank Zapsplat and give them credit for the sounds and music I've used.